Okay, today we're uh, chapter 25, the penultimate chapter. It's a short chapter. Yesterday we spoke about Yiratachet, and um, we have, in the last section we have Anava, Yiratachet, and then Kadusha. Uh, so the short chapter today is about Kniyat Hayira. How do we possess Yira? So remember, this is awareness of Akkadish Baruch Hu, uh, and uh, being aware of our actions while we're doing the actions and after we've done the actions and so on and so forth. Okay, to think about two things. To focus on the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere in the world. And that there is hashkacha. Nothing is hidden from God. And a great matter and not on a small matter. God sees and understands everything. The world is full of him. That I am in the heavens and I am in the earth. I think, you know, when, when we discuss faith in God, there, there are two fundamental issues of faith. One is God the Creator, and the other is God the Mashkiach. I, I honestly believe that for the vast majority of people, let's talk about the Western world, the notion that, that God created the world is not so far-fetched, it's not so difficult the world is the most wonderful place, the most incredible reality. When I interview you, sometimes I, I ask you, what are your favorite subjects? And your general reply is, well, Kodesh or Chol. And uh, I say, whatever. And if anyone happens to say history or biology, then I say, well, is that Kodesh or is that Chol? Because for me, my first real meeting with God in my life uh, at the age of 16 was through biology. I had a, a wonderful, wonderful biology teacher and I was just starting to take my studies seriously and he wasn't a Jewish teacher, I wasn't in a Jewish school at that time and learning biology with this man was like learning emuna. Uh, he was quite a religious Christian, but he didn't put any of his Christianity into it. But it, it was just the most amazing studying to be able to see how the body worked in particular amazed me. If it was a digestive system, if it was a respiratory system, if it, if it was the uh, reproduction system, whatever element it was uh, of, of the body uh, blew me away. Uh, and I came very quickly to the conclusion that th this... It would be ridiculous to assume that, that man simply just happened. Um, in the same way, and I know it's simplistic, but in the same way that it is stupid to assume 
when you see a Rembrandt that someone threw loads of paint colors in the air and it landed up on the on the canvas the way it did uh, and that was how I saw it then that's how I see it now and when I went into the areas of fauna and flora uh, I just became more and more and more amazed um, and, and, and I think you know any, any a thinking person can, can certainly entertain the notion that HaKodesh Baruch Hu created the world. Where it becomes more difficult is when we come to Hashgacha. Because we live life in this world. And the only comparison we have with anything that we do or believe in in life is through our experiences in this world. Now, in the, in, in the way that we live our lives, the notion of Hashgacha is absurd. What, what, what do I mean? I mean, we live in a country, if you live in America and there is a president in America and you live in, let's choose somewhere else for a change, you live, you live in Cleveland and uh, you get a phone call one day uh, from the president himself. He says, hello, it's, it's Mr. Biden here. I, I noticed today on the cameras in, in my office that you went through a red light in Cleveland. And I need to discuss this with you. This is absurd, right? This is ridiculous. Your your immediate response, having got over the amazingness that you're talking to the President of the United States, would be, haven't you got anything better to do than make a heara to me about going through a red light? You have an entire country to lead. You are head of the free world. And... Uh, and what bothers you is whether or not I went through a red light in some back street in Cleveland, Ohio. It's ridiculous to think about that. Uh, and therefore, when our teachers come and tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashkiach al-Kol Melech King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He, is in the slightest bit interested in whether David Milston turned on a light on Shabbos by accident or spoke Lashon Hara or didn't have proper Kabbalot when he was doubling. The notion is very, very hard to digest and, and, and that's why it causes so much uh, discussion and it's so much harder. In fact, this is essentially what's happening when Moshe comes to Pharaoh. Moshe says, Yudke Bavke has sent me to tell me to tell you to let my children go and worship in the Midbar. And Pharaoh's immediate answer is Mi Hashem. Who is this God? You know, I've looked him up in my books. He's not under our list of gods. And uh, the process of Aseret HaMakot, Eser HaMakot, should be understood to be that's the way I understand it at least, so it should be according to me, I suppose, should be understood to be a, a theological debate between Moshe and Pharaoh. That's what's happening there, right? It, it really isn't anything to do with Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael fall into the background. If the whole point of, of this, of the series of parshas at the beginning of Shemot had been uh, to bring the children out of, out of Egypt, um, it could have been done in, in a peric, you know. You could have had Makat Bechorot straight away and Gazultah, uh, we're out. Done. But that wasn't the point. There was a process here. The idea was being liberated, not only the people. And what was the idea? The idea, you asked me, Hashem, I'm now going to show you. 
and you have, according to the Maharal, had a, a similar theme in the Abarbanel. You have essentially a a number of plagues, the purpose of which, I'm not going to elaborate on now, but the purpose of which is the man that I am God that I am God in in the midst of the land and and all of the Torah and all of the Nevi'im runs on, on the same theme that, that God is involved in the world right? all of the parashas we've been reading in Bamidba over the last couple of months have been talking about how we have been punished for actions that we've done in the Midbar and now Moshe is going to review them in Sefer Dvarim, at least at the beginning of Dvarim Dvarim Tchanan and Ekev, he's going to review all of these things we go into Nevi'im, Yoshua, Shoftim Shmuel, Malachim, everything there, uh, certainly Nevi'im Rishonim, Nevi'im Achronim as well, uh, everything there is how God essentially is in the world and um, the only debate that we have left, which is an understatement, is, is that we have two fundamental beliefs. One is that man has free choice, and the other is that God is involved in the world. And then we have a, a very, very more carbon complex discussion where the demarcation line is between man's free choice and God's involvement in the world. I mean, when does man's free choice stop? And God's providence starts, but everyone agrees both principles. Uh, and here he says that this is this is a, a, a fundamental to to the possession of of Yirat Hashem is to understand, however difficult it is to understand, that whatever a minor thing that I may or may not be doing, Hakadosh Baruch is interested. And once you are aware, and again, you have to get rid of a lot of this rubbish that, we, that surrounds us and we listen to and we watch. But if you become aware that a Kodesh Baruch is around you, then then, then you, will, you will have fear of Hashem. And that's what the Perek says in Perek Avot, know what is above you. Ein ro'ah v'ozen shomad, an eye that sees, an ear that hears, v'chol ma'asecha b'seifin ichtevim, all of your actions are going to be written in a sefer. Ki kivan shehashkachat ha'kadosh baruch hu ha'davah, al kol davah v'hu ro'er ha'kol, v'shomer ha'kol v'atah she'kol ha'masim yu'osim roshim, so everything has an effect. And if you ever learn a bit of nefesh ha'chaim, nefesh ha'chaim, uh, goes into quite a lot of detail at the start of the book how our actions affect things in heaven. But that's beyond the pale for us at the moment. It's very, very hard to internalize this idea. Intense focus. This is so far-fetched for us. You can't simply acquire this midah. You need, it needs a, a lot of time. And even once you've actually reached that understanding, it can disappear. You know, you can lose that, that direction because, because you're not focused. And 
והייתה אמו וקרה בו כל ימי חייו למען ילמד יראת השם אלוקיו. אז so in an ideal scenario if we all had pure bodies and we were walking around uh, with a with a with a, a very very tahor perspective we would be wearing to fill in all day but don't assume for one minute that just because you're wearing to fill in all day you automatically become aware of God because everything that you do eventually becomes routine even and you have to assume even if you walked around all day like a king holding a safe Torah at some stage you You might become complacent, right? You have to work with this. Constant, constant learning. And this is the importance of, of, of us learning Torah today. And that's important for, for women as well. It's, I'm not going into the uh, definitions of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, but in the world that we live in today, uh, with the challenges that we have, where every single one of you is going to university. And every single one of you has enormous challenges in, in, in the world that we're facing. The, the need to be learning Torah and, and focusing on, on mitzvot and HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a regular basis is the only way that we have any chance of being aware of God's presence. You have to learn to fear. It's not natural. If it was natural, we'd be walking around shaking. If we, if we could see God with our eyes everywhere, we would, we'd be walking around shaking. It's very far. It can only be done through learning and constant learning. It's And here, again, when we talk about being a matmid in Torah, There are two different areas here. That, that, that you can be a matmid in Torah in order to accumulate knowledge. We're not talking about that. We're never talking about that in this book. We're talking about hatmada in order to have a kesha with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whatever you're doing, when you're sitting down, you're thinking, don't say Torah, say Judaism. When, when you're walking, when, you, when you're lying, when you get up. Uh, until it becomes the essence of who you are. Uh, and without that, we, we, we cannot reach Yerat Hashem. We, 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 we cannot reach it. This is, the, the book has been talking about this time and again, and as we reach the mamash, the climax of the book, the final chapter, Be'ezot Hashem, tomorrow, we're being told that, that if you want this, you need to make a decision. And I, I always feel this, and I, I, I feel this with myself still. to a degree, but, but really the same as you. You have to make a decision. Do you really want to be Jewish? Or do you want to be part of a club, or part of a culture? Do you really believe? And if you do, then decisions have to be made. Decisions have to be made. In the kind of community that we live in, there seems to be a notion that you can have your cake and eat it. You can be, 
be part of something, but do other things as well. I have to tell you, ladies, it, it doesn't work. Uh, the Kotzka Rebbe said, and it's not in conflict with the Rambam, the Kotzka Rebbe said that only horses walk in the middle. You have to take a side. You have to choose. And if you choose Bezrat Hashem, Judaism, then that requires real commitment. Not, not, not just commitment when you go to shul and just commitment when you're benching. It requires commitment all of the time. If we want to achieve, if we want to get somewhere, if we want real Kesha with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it, it requires total immersion. You know the halachas of the mikvah. If you want to become Tahoe in a mikvah and uh, you immerse yourself in a mikvah, but you're, the top of your little finger is not underwater, you're not Tahoe. It's not a mikvah lahalacha. It's not a tevila lahalacha. In order for a tevila to be a tevila lahalacha, you have to immerse your entire body. And uh, it's the same with everything. Again, he said at the beginning of the book, he's not telling you anything new. You all know that if you want to learn medicine and you want to be um, responsible for helping people get better, then this is not something that you can do uh, um, with half a commitment. Any medical student will tell you that this requires 24-7. And here we're dealing with the health of our souls, the good health of our souls, the direction that we need in our life. We, we have big decisions to make. Uh, the, these decisions entail giving up a lot of stuff that we enjoy. We're doing other stuff that will become more enjoyable, but not immediately. It, it requires us saying goodbye to quite a large part of, of, of the culture that we've grown up in and, and going a different way. It, it, if, that, if we want to get here, if we want to have a kind of um, tepid Jewish experience, then contradiction in terms where we are living a contradiction right that we're we, we're we're doing certain mitzvah and not doing others like some kind of supermarket so it's not full immersion it's not full commitment there's no way we can get to your attachment we just can't do it I, I i you know i feel that i can say you you can accept it or reject it it's up to you you have choice but it, it, it's beyond my comprehension how anyone can have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu if they're listening to the kind of non-Jewish music that's being played and the, the, the raps and the, the dirt and the filth and, and watching things that aren't Sanu on television. How, how is it possible that we can then actually truly pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with this garbage running through our minds? Um... I know it's uncomfortable, I know it's not nice to hear, but we are, after all, very close to the end of uh, Masila Isharim, and uh, this needs our, uh, our attention. None of us, I believe, are, are at the Madrega of chapter 25, but the fundamental rules that he's giving us uh, are true across the board. 
the need for us to uh, contemplate if we are doing what we are doing properly, if we are investing as we should be investing. I mean, specifically now as well, you think about the nine days. It's not a question in more Haredi communities about keeping the halachas here. These questions only seem to arise in 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 our uh, in our community. Heterim uh, for this, heterim for that. I don't know whether it's got to the degree where at camps they give heterim for people swimming because it's exercise. It's a nourish kite. It's just a nourish kite. No one's going to die if they don't swim in a swimming pool for a week. Uh, very few people in our Hebra swim in a swimming pool every day of the year. And if they didn't swim for a week, nothing would happen. And then in some places they turn around and say, no, it's for exercise, therefore it's mutter. Who are we kidding? Who, what, who are we trying to kid? And we'll play music. Chinuch would be not to play music. Because the halacha says not to play music. You want to look for a heter, you can find a heter, but that's not what Avodat Hashem is. Uh, we're meant to, there's meant to be a certain theme around, and, and in certain very religious communities, this is out of base. And, and in a lot of the communities we mix in, it isn't. It's look for the heter time. Uh, and the real difference is that in, in the more Haredi communities, and I know they have their faults, but the halacha is a halacha, and they adapt themselves to the halacha. My feeling often in our communities is that this is what we want to do and we will adapt the halacha to what we want to do. And we, we cannot reach Yerat Hashem with that attitude. Uh, and it needs cheshbon nefesh. Uh, and at least we need to be honest with ourselves. At least to be honest with ourselves. And if, if we want to be serious Yerat mind, uh, it, it requires immersion. It requires immersion in our Yiddishkeit and our Judaism. Tomorrow, Be'ezrat Hashem, we will uh, reach the end of this round of Mesilat Yisharim, the final chapter on Kedusha. Have a nice day.